What's up, what's up, what's up, my people? What's up, man? Man, I hope y'all, I hope y'all pursued it today, man. I hope you I hope you went out there and got it, man. I hope you stayed in line, man. I hope you stayed in line with your purpose and I hope you stayed in line with your, your goals, your mission, your plan, man. I hope you reflected on yourself today. I hope you invested in yourself today. I hope you kept it tight with yourself, man. I hope you put that work in and you grew today, man. You grew today. I mean, I grew. I grow every day. And you know, I'm blessed, man. I'm, I'm blessed to work with a lot of beautiful people, man. And you know, I have a pretty stern position with the people I deal with. You know, I, I tend to want to be their concrete block of reality. And I don't play with that, you know. I stand firm in a position, foundations, and different aspects of life that I'm strong about. And we politic and we build in here. And, 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 and I keep people honest. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty savvy with that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty professional, but savvy and warm with it. And and people respect it, man. I just, I have the ability to bring the realness out of people and keep them real. But you know, I want to tell you, I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about a particular person I work with and been working with. I'm not gonna mention no names because names not that serious. The the substance of this story is is what I'm trying to express. And this story is about listening. And and when I say listening, it's about when people need an ear to be heard. And and sometimes people need don't need a, a ear to be heard for a response. They don't need you to say anything. They're not talking to get you to acknowledge anything. They're not talking to be on the same page with you. They're just talking because they need to. They need to just vent. You know, vent, you know, and there may be no ang- solution to their venting. It could be venting some anger, it could be venting some sadness, but you got to have the ability to recognize when somebody's venting and talking is, is getting a negative iron or, or, or feeling out of them that needs to get out so they could circulate back into a better state of mind and move on their day. So, I got a particular person I work with, you know, working for a long time, and, and we established a good relationship. And this particular person, you know, a f- female, strong female, dominant female, uh, independent, headstrong. She's about her business. She don't play. And, I mean, when we first started working, we used to bang heads because, you know, almost like a controlling point. Like, you know, I mean, I'm bossing here, so, you know, but her her her, her attitude would be resistant to certain, I would say, mannerisms and, and an approach I'd put her in. During circumstances inside the studio, and we 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 catch attitudes with one there, but you know, I lay it down, stand firm, and you know, there's been times you know, uh, she left mad, upset, but what kept the relationship real with this particular client, she always came back. So when you could when you could go through these you know these little tiffs and these little squabbles of anger and clashing, when you could go through that and the, the person comes back and y'all vibe and go on. The next session, like it's all good, that's realness right there. Some people catch an attitude, take it personal, and they'll bounce and they won't be back. But this particular person, you know, we used to go at it back and forth. You know, I'd have my mind, she'd have her mind, but, you know, it was all love. It was all good. Uh, 
And my main goal with this person is always to make her stronger, you know? I'm always calling her out on what she needs to do to get stronger, and I'm calling her out on different weaknesses that I see that she needs to change, you know? We'll, you know, we'll, we'll go back and forth with that, you know, because she's headstrong, you know? She's not as tolerant and accepting to just being told certain things that is good for her. So, you know, she's putting up a fight. She's putting up uh, all kinds of literature and evidence to justify why she's doing what she's doing. You know, we politic and we go at it, you know? She's very smart. Um... She was blessed to get pregnant and had twins. And during the process of birth of her twins, uh, it was it was a very very high risk pregnancy. You know, women when women have twins, it's, it's always high risk. It's always a risk. You know, they're sharing the same fetal sac. It's 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 serious. And her pregnancy was 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 very serious. And I mean, she was definitely put the, through the ringer of faith, hope, belief, choice. She she, she I witnessed her go through us because. During the term of her pregnancy, uh, doctors approached her and were very concerned with one of the fetuses, you know, development inside the wound. And they approached her with, you know, different diagnostic positions, uh, you know, different possibilities that could happen if she goes full term. And they actually told her at one time that she should abort one of the twins, I think like four or five months, you know what I'm saying, while she was still caring. And it was just... It was serious, and I, I witnessed her go through this decision-making process, whether she was going to go full-term or risk going full-term and, 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 and the baby be born with certain deficiencies and ever, or deal with the fact that to abort early and live with the fact that the baby could have survived full-term. So I, I witnessed her go through that transition. It was, it, was, it was tough, and I definitely was a listening ear there. I just listened you can't tell anybody what to do in a situation that's on that person to make that choice of what they want to do. You listen, and I listen for the knowledge to be a part of witnessing a woman's strength with that kind of attachment of getting ready to bring life into this world and be put in position of options to take the life of something that she was blessed to try to bring. It was it was serious and she made it through that. She went full term. And I was able to be there, witness her, support her. And it was it was humbling to me. It was it was serious. She made it through that. Uh, God blessing. Uh, the twins were born fine, healthy. You know, one was a uh, little weight, little issues, um, maybe minor issues with the hand because the way it was laying in the fetus, you know, it was on the hand. So they might have had to have physical therapy go up. To fast track the story, one of her uh, twin babies had to stay in the hospital because, you know, certain heart issues and development. The other baby came home. And this was going on for months and months, years, almost a year and a half, that her second daughter never came home from the hospital because she was always under, like, heavy medical observation. Uh, there was always, it was, it was, it was, it was a high-impact birth, um, and it had a heart issue. And it was always monitoring the heart, and, you know, and they, they had skeptical outcomes at birth, but, you know, her, her baby girl pulled through and was just, like, living, you know, was pulling through. And she was, you know, she was trooping down to these state-art hospitals in the New York City. I mean, she's traveling every day to see this baby. Um, they're moving her baby around from different medical centers to different medical centers because, you know, it's high-risk observation. You know, the whole serious medical aspect, and my client was strong through all this, you know, and, and, and they they had high hopes and they had doubts. They had, you know... The whole medical mindset and, you know, possible outcomes. 
baby was surviving, man. It was getting stronger. It was healthy. I mean, got the weight up. And uh, life went on. And, she, you know, it was routine for her to go check the baby at the hospital. And, you know, eventually got taken out of an intensive care section and got into a lesser care section. And High Hopes was supposed to come home one day. Long story short, uh, the condition pretty much stayed with the baby. And it wasn't growing and getting as strong as it should. And uh, just recently, I want to say two or three weeks ago, uh, her baby passed away. Her baby passed away in the hospital. And uh, it was kind of shocking because I remember her saying, uh, hey, D, I'm not going not gonna to be in for my session tonight because uh, my baby passed away. So you know, I was just like, you know, sorry for your loss. Keep it tight. You know, just sorry for your loss. I know you had, I already knew she had a handle situation, you know, and just let her do her thing. And uh, she came back. She came back. She, you know, she went through a situation, went through her grief. I mean, she bounced back, man. She came back, like, two weeks later to me, you know, strong. She just, I think she, in her mindset, you know, she went through her, week of griefing and, and, and the ceremonies and all that, but she wanted to get right back in the routine, you know, get moving and not stay stagnant, not let, you know, uh, sad thoughts really dominate her mind. And uh, I said, come back at your leisure. And she's like, listen, I'm thinking about coming back Monday. Boom, come back. You know, she came back first session. I didn't even say nothing, man. Just gave it a workout. You know, I'm not even going to inquire a question. I don't even want to go into that territory. It's just it's just the quietness is the, the peacefulness and aspect of my respect to her situation. I'm not one to dig into people's, you know, death and inquire and all that. I recognize what happened and, and my silence and my demeanor and my disposition when I'm with these people says it all of how I feel for their loss. But I'm not one to talk, ask questions or bring up the subject. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to feed off that particular person's vibes. That person wants to talk, say something, I'm all ears. But I'm not initiating any conversation to dig into somebody else's loss you know, and open up conversations for that. So I just play my position. I let her work out. First workout, she was in, got her little sweat on, and she was out. Second session, you know, we talking back, we talking junk, back to, you know, little, little, semi back to normal, you know, we getting at each other, you know, conversation. But wasn't the last time, I mean, recently, she came in the other day and I was messing with her and I was going into the bathroom. I said, get on the treadmill, you know, stop being weak, you know. She always likes to skip the treadmill, so I'm always young to get on the treadmill. So I said, stop being weak. She said, I'm not weak. I said, you're weak as hell, but I'm messing with her. I'm playing with her. And all of a sudden, she just started crying. And I was like, yo, you crying for real? Like, I was just messing with you. I was playing with you. So I thought she like was, like, mad because I said playing with that she was weak because she didn't want to use the treadmill. But it's just like she had a moment, man. She just, she had a moment. And and and, and it's me and her in the studio. We happen to be alone. I know, know the clients was in here and just... She had this moment where where the loss just resurfaced and and you know I'm just like looking at her and I just I kind of just went into this pure listening mode and I sat there listening to her explain express like the last moments where she was there you know she was there and 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 and, and, and to a certain degree she felt that they didn't do enough to um preserved the life. I mean, they weren't on the job. You know, they should have been like resuscitation, this and that. I'm just listening to her 
I'm listening to her vividly explain those last moment when she was in the room and, you know, they was doing what they needed to do, trying to resuscitate, resuscitate the baby and all that. And, and she just had this vivid image. I was like, listen, you know, you, you got to let go of that. You got to like, you can't, you can't, you can't try to search for fault at this point when the loss is there. You know, this is what I'm saying in my mind. And, and, and I said, yo, I said, Stephanie, I'm going to watch. And she just was saying how like, all she keeps seeing is that last image of her being in the room, looking at her, you know, her baby girl pass away. And I'm just listening to her and, you know, she let some tears grow, go. And I'm just like, I'm just letting her speak, you know. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not stopping. I'm not interacting. I'm letting her have her moment and keep replaying that situation. Even though in my mind I know that that the, the route that she's going and thinking uh, for fault and this happened, my baby passed away because this and that. It's not really the way to go because, you know, the baby passed away, God willing, in heaven where it should be. And, and, and those kind of thinking and can only keep, you know, bad thoughts circulating and anger and frustration. I'm looking at the anatomy of that. And I didn't really want her to go there, but I still at the same time kept my mouth shut because I needed to be that listening person. I needed to be there for her to just express those emotions, well, how whether those emotions were going from north to south, north to south. I just need to be there and just look at her. And, you know, I, I'm not one to, like, I don't like when people cry. You know, I don't like that sadness. You know, maybe from my history, my experience, you know, I, I, I don't I don't like to feel crying. You know, I, I like to pe- people get you, get you cry off and get your shit together and let's keep moving. But that particular moment, I just, I just kept my mouth shut and listened to her, man. And, and that's all she needed, man. That's all she needed was like to to express the image that 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 traumatized her with the loss and and get it out, get a few tears out, feel comfortable getting the tears out in front of me, and still start to tremble up, get the sweat going, put her headphones on, went in there for about ten fifteen minutes, and she was great. She was good after. She was good, man. She was smiling. You know, she she. she she needed to get that moment, that bump out her system, man, that it was a memory glitch. It was it was a sad memory glitch. And she needed my ears. She needed my ears and my eyes. Cause because I was fixated on her because cause cause I had to endure I had to endure the empathetic point of view of what she felt because she took me there. And and it was sad for me because my listening skills were so drawn into her in her moment that I was there and I could actually feel the sadness of her loss. Okay? That's empathy right there. I just, I just, I just felt the sadness of her loss and I was there and it, it, it humbled me, it quieted me and I just felt so sad for her. I felt so sad for her. But the beauty of it is, is that she got in the trail for 15 minutes, got the sweat on, got her work on, and we were smiling, we were joking. She left here feeling good because she got those sad ions, those, those, those recycling, circulating sad ions of loss, and the loss was so recent, but she pushed through it. She got it out. You know, she circulated her body. She sweated. She got her mind moving. She's here. She's around me. We're positive. You know, I was, I, I was there to be her ears. And then I was there to be her pusher and her motivator. And you know what? That's what I live for right there. I live for that shit right there.